The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, just start with the start. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Bhutang dhammang sankhang namasami Just waiting a moment. Before, when when you were taking the precepts, when I was, you know, in the end, there's this little blessing, and. I find this very beautiful, you know, in English, what the, the meaning of it. It says, these are the five precepts. Virtue is a source of happiness. Virtue is a source of true wealth. Virtue is a source of peacefulness. Therefore, let virtue be purified. And then I was just thinking, the usual take on the five precepts, <clears throat> you know, for example, the to refrain from taking life of any living creature or, or to, you know, to, to refrain from taking that which is not given. I, I was wondering, you know, reflecting on the, on the environmental situation on the planet right now, you know, if we would widen the concern, you know, of those, at least of those first two precepts to more than than what we usually think, what it means, you know, to refrain from taking life of any living creature or refrain from taking that which is not given. If we would have a much more comprehensive outlook on on life and on how we live those precepts, that would be a real good thing. Because I think the way how how this the present culture you know, is, is, is using the resources and is, is rather abusing than using the environment is really um, you know, becoming more and more uh, alarming. And I feel actually we do take that which is not given by the way we are, we are dealing with, with the resources because we are taking too much. And, and we definitely do take the life of more than just a few living creatures the way we are, we are living. Maybe some of them are just very small and, and live, live far away from us and we, we, don't, we don't really see them dying, but, but that's what is happening. And it's, it has been, you know, modern uh, science has been proving that it has, besides other reasons, it has also something to do with the way how we are living and with the way we, how we are kind of pretty 
uh, mindlessly follow our desires. And I don't mean like just the 11 of us here in this room. I think we are already, you know, somehow on the right track by, you know, spending some time in meditation, being interested in the precepts and those things. But I mean us as, a, as the human race, you know, as, as representatives of the human race. And when recently the, what happened in, in Japan, I feel like that there's a real wake-up call that surely, you know, earthquakes and tsunamis and all of those natural um, ha- happenings, they will always be part of life. And if, if you're born, then we have to meet this. But I think the, it's, de- it's definitely uh, also true that we, we do have an impact on the environment and we can, we can um, change our ways because we know, you know as, as opposed to some of the other mammals on this planet, we are just one of them. We, we, we have self-awareness and we can actually understand to a certain degree, you know, our, our deeds and our, our actions, what, what impact they have. So, and because we do have this, um, you know, self-awareness that we have a responsibility to, to act on, on what we know to be true. And if we are kind of not clear to, to just, uh, you know, just investigate. And meditation is, is, is a very important tool for getting to know, you know, our own minds. And if we, you know, look deep in, inside, just increasingly, you know, becoming more aware of um, what a complex you know, situation that is being a human being and, and you know having having a mind and all of us you know we have a, we live in our own little world you know which is a is a result of our conditioning and and as you have surely experienced you know sometimes it's like that two three different people looking at the same situation and have a very different take take on it, a very different understanding of what's happening. But I think, you know, what concerns our impact on the environment, I think there's less and less debate about if we do have an impact, you know, in, in, a, in a sense which is actually um, threatening, you know, this civilization and, and threatening our, our species to... You know, to kind of keep on living on this this planet, maybe. You know. I mean, not maybe. Surely, if we do not change our ways, it's going to become pretty um, grim. And I was just—I mean, this sounds maybe funny, but. You know our our monastery in in San Francisco, it's it's uh, just one block from the from the ocean from the beach, 
And, you know, in the 2009, when we came here, we were to everybody saying, oh, you know, our house is just three minutes from the beach. How wonderful. We can go for walks, and it's great. And just recently, we had a tsunami warning, and I just thought, you know, once it was a great, it was a great joy to be so close to the beach, you know, just three minutes. And, now, and then, when we got this tsunami warning, it was just like, wow, we're just three minutes from the beach, you know, we have to quickly pack up our stuff and and go somewhere else, because on the last day of our winter retreat, you know, two months winter retreat, just on the last day, we, we got a lot of phone calls and emails from people which have heard you during the night that there was this, um, you know, the, tsuna- the tsunami in Japan, the earthquake, and that the water would also, you know, the repercussions would also be here on the West Coast. So last day of the retreat, in the, like at about 7 o'clock, we... We packed up, you know, some of our paraphernalia of our shrine and our our computer and and uh, our diary, our address book, and then we we went on, you know, went on the Muni and 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 went in town. And because we heard like at about eight twenty or so, there might be some big waves, you know, but actually nothing happened. So we came back again at about 10.30. And then, you know, some a Thai lady came and offered us dana and offered us two sets of bikuni ropes. So all that happened just, you know, on the last day of our retreat. So this was quite an amazing, um, you know, uh, ending. And, you know, what... And it just became... Made it brought it very much home to me. It just really depends, you know, on how, how we are looking at things. Once... It was a wonderful thing to be so close to the beach, and then, like a few months later, it's it's a scary, scary thing to be near the beach. So it's it's um, it reminded me very much uh, what the Buddha, you know, in the teaching, it's called the Loka Dhamma, so the eight worldly winds. I don't know if you've heard about that. You know, praise and blame. Fame and disrepute, um, pleasure and pain, and, and gain and loss. Those eight, you know, they, if we are not mindful, if we are not aware, they keep us, you know, spinning around all the time. And and the more you know we are we are spinning around the, the less we are actually connected with what's really happening and you know the more we are spinning around the more we are prone to just you know run after what we think is you know is um, giving us pleasure not really looking deep and seeing you know the context and seeing seeing uh, the bigger picture and you know, then the wake-up calls they, they become more and more shrill and more and more intense. And and I think you know, if we if we if we kind of um, really, you know, remind ourselves what it is all about, this, this uh, human birth, you know, what is, is it about 
running after all of those things, you know, running after gain and, you know, trying to not look at loss. So is it is it about fame? Is it about pleasure? Is it about, you know, having what you want? Or, or is it all about actually something completely different? Is it actually all about waking up, you know, and using our daily lives to to really um, get to know ourselves, you know, to really work with what is arising and not to try to distract ourselves from it all the time. And, you know, in cultivating mindfulness is is really the essential tool for for being able to use all situations for, for waking up, as scary as they might be or can be. And, you know, it reminds me of in 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 um, playground you you find what I think is called seesaws, isn't it? You know, if you're on one side you're up and then on the other side you're down, but if you go more to the center of of the seesaw, the up and down becomes less and less, and that's what you know what practice of mindfulness and meditation awareness what it can can give to us is you know we are moving more and more in the center of the of the seesaw, so the extremes, you know, become less and less, and and you know, we are we are in the center. There's not so much gain and loss and praise and blame and pleasure and pain. It it becomes more uh, become more to the essence of all of this, which is, you know, what what uh, what all of those different mind states have in common. And what they have in common is that they are all impermanent. And they are all unsatisfactory because they are impermanent. And they are all, they, we can't call them me or myself because we can't hold on to any of them. And, you know, we can enjoy them in the moment, but then let them go. And, you know, see it as a, as a way to learn about about life, and and the scary ones the same. You know, hear them and take them in, take in the information and, and let them go. Take in the, what we can learn, but not kind of holding on to it and then uh, either you know get completely carried away by it or totally you know in, in, in elated by it and you know getting. You know, becoming um, arrogant, becoming proud, all of those things. In terms of, you know, having a lot of gain or having a lot of good fortune at, at one point. And then on the other hand, you know, if, if really very, very great hardship is coming over us, for example, you know, like an earthquake or a tsunami, like what just happened, also not, not just going completely under with it. So finding, finding, uh, you know, that that middle way, finding that point on the seesaw, you know, which, which is, 
which is is enough which is enough grounded within you know within the body that we are not kind of getting blown away by it completely i think this is is possible and 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 i think that this, when those experiences happening you know to us in our life this is opportunities to really cultivate that um, equanimity well, you know, in the in the in the Vajrayana, it's it's called one taste. You know, one taste which, which all of those experiences have. You know, all of the eight worldly winds, they all have one taste, and and the taste is, the taste of, emptiness. But they still appear. They still ha- they are still happening. But. They have a beginning and a middle and an end. And it doesn't matter, you know, if they are kind of positive or negative. That's what, what all of those experiences do share. And we can learn from them. Because you know, if, if I feel like if so, such such big things happening, it's it's very easy to to just um, feel um, you know that that um, feel helpless, you know, and feel like um, that something is is profoundly going wrong, you know which on a conventional sense, it looks extremely, you know, disheartening. But often, you know, in, in, in times like this, it, it can bring out the best uh, qualities of human beings. And I was just recently um, he, listening to a talk of, of Ajahn, Ajahn Brahm, it's one of his also from, you know, he has trained with Ajahn Chah. He's, he's in Perth in Australia. And he said, you know, somebody was asking him, you know, why do those things happen to us? You know, he said, you know, this is like if you have joined the human race, you know, this is what's happening. It's one of the things which can happen. And he said, next time, you know, before you take rebirth, you should just read the fine print, basically, you know, because it's part of the, <laughs> of the deal. And and the good news is that we can really learn. We can really learn from it because we are we are together in this. You know, we are not not just alone in it. This is what we all share. And and. You know, there's also another very kind of often related uh, thing, you know, what, what Ajahn Chah often said. He said, you know, if you really look, look very closely at this, 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 this glass, it's, it's all, it already has a, has a, I don't know what this, in the moment what it means in English, it has a little, Crack, that's the word. It has already a crack. It's very fine. We can't see it with our human eye. 
But you know, when the time comes, it will open up that, that crack. And then, you know, we can't use the glass any longer because it can't hold any liquid anymore. But, and this is why we have to care for it, you know, because it can crack any moment. But if we care for it, then it, it might, you know, it might be useful. We can use it for longer and we can, it's beautiful also. But if we, if we are not careful, it's going to be broken in a moment. So as long as, as, as we are around and, and we live on this planet, we just try to be as careful as we can. And when it's time to go, then that's it. But then at least you know, we can go with a good feeling in the heart because we have been doing our best. And that, that brings me back again to the precepts, you know, where it says it, it's a source of happiness and a source of true wealth, a source of peacefulness, because then we can die with a good feeling in the heart. And that's, you know, that's the, as good as it gets. That's the whole life we can see it as, as a preparation for that. And at the same time, for preparation to, for the next round. So it's it's a pretty it's a it's a mystery really. Why we all in this? But we certainly are here. And we can't get away. So we better make the best out of it. And I say to, to myself as as much as I say to all of you. Because sometimes it's all a bit um, a bit much, really. Just picturing, you know, how how it should, how it must be there now in Japan. If you can't go out of the of your house because of the radiation and all of that, it's amazing. And just taking, you know, we are not there, but we know that's happening there because, you know, we have all of those technological tools now telling, you know, we can get instant information what's happening at the end of the world. And we, we can use it as an incentive, you know, for our own lives to, to just become more, more awake. So and I'd, I should like to ask you know if anybody wants to comment on this, otherwise we can end with a chant. Yeah. I don't think I need that. We're so okay. It's, it's for the recording. I know. Oh, it's for the recording. That's yeah. different in that case. Um, <laughs> if it's for the recording, I don't know if I want to say what I was going to say. Yeah. Anyhow, um, when you said, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we're preparing for, and then 
and also for the next round, whatever that's going to be. And as soon as you said that, I went, oh, I need to talk to her about what's the next round. Maybe she knows what the next round is. <laughs> I, meant, I, I mean, next round, I meant, you know, because I, I, I kind of think if, if I die, you know, I'll, I'll be reborn because my consciousness, uh, I, don't, I, I don't think I'm going to make it to Arahantship this lifetime necessarily. So then, you know, the consciousness will find another way to, to get, get more learning opportunities, you know. That's what I thought you were talking about. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I want to know more about it. I mean, something I think about a lot about, okay, what happens after we are going to die, we all die, yeah. and then something is going to, well, I don't know. Some, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't, yeah, I also don't know what's going to happen at all, you know, but I just, uh, I just know that, um, you know, if the mind is not completely freed from all um, conditioning, then it, it will, it will find another opportunity to to learn more, you know, and according to to the quality of that mind, it, it will find a, a, somewhere a, a, a form of life, you know, which which resonates. So, if I think this is a, a very, for me, as reflecting on that fact, is is gives me an incentive, you know, to 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 care about, you know, to cultivate um, good qualities. Because, for example, you know, if, if the difficult things are, are coming towards me, killing myself won't do it, you know, mm-hmm. for example. So you can't, you know, you can't get away from working with your mind. So... And you know, I can't. I, I can only speak, you know, like general about it. I, I, I don't remember a past life in that sense, you know. That I, and but there have been many books been written about that, and also you know, scientific, you know, um, there's a lot of proof meanwhile about this. So. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So should we we end with a sharing of blessings? Yeah, I'll find it in a moment. Can't be far. Twenty-six, yes. We can do it in Pali or English. I don't know what you like. English, okay. Now let us chant the verses of sharing and aspiration. 
Through the goodness that arises from my practice, my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue, my mother, my father and my relatives, the sun and the moon, and all virtuous leaders of the world, May the highest gods and evil forces, celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth, and the Lord of death, may those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, may all beings receive the blessings of my life. May the soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless through the goodness that arises from my practice and through this act of sharing. May all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nibbana in every kind of birth, may I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom, austerity and vigor. May the forces of delusion not take hold, nor weaken my resolve. The Buddha is my excellent refuge. Unsurpassed is the protection of the Dhamma. The solitary Buddha is my noble Lord. The Sangha is my supreme support. Through the supreme power of all this, may darkness and delusion be dispelled. 